I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And, and we, we are your Kraken Captains. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Kraken Captains podcast. Time is flying. I don't know about you, Doug, but I'm feeling like I'm going to blink and boom, the season has started. So that's how I feel about my summer. And <laughs> blink and boom, it's over. Right? I feel like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, like to blink again and this, the 22-23 season's going to be over. I know, I know. I know... A lot of people out there are probably feeling the total opposite, like it's dragging and can the season start already, but I feel like I need my head on a swivel or I'm going to miss something. How about you, Doug? How are you feeling post-Labor Day? I'm full to the brim with anticipation. I mean, by the time the episode is released, preseason hockey will pretty much be imminent. I feel like uh, we got a lot to talk about before that happens. How about you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're a long way from the season, wink, wink. So <laughs> what are we thinking? What are we looking at? What do the fans need to know? Well, I think the number one thing, as is tradition, is that we take a shot, our best Shots. shot, our one and only. <laughs> we only get one shot, uh, one shot each, that is, to predict who's going to be the starting lineups. So predicting the lines, and not the preseason lines. We all know how that goes. You know, it could be any Tom, Dick, or Harry out there on the ice. The starting lines for game one of the Seattle Kraken season in October. I'm going to be honest with you, Doug. I feel like this is all, you know, just another opportunity to make me look like an idiot. Because every time we do this, uh, (laughs) really swing and miss. I'm feeling like this is uh, becoming a, a pattern here. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, a broken clock is right twice a day, I guess. I don't That's know. That's what I'm talking about. I'm sure we're going to get some of these right. Uh, what else? So, uh, well, also, I wanted to take a quick deep dive into the world of hockey that is not the NHL, but the minor leagues, the international leagues, college hockey, and beyond. Oh, I'm going to talk about the young guns. Yeah, like, you know, where when when you draft, where do they come from? Right. When you you know, you know when somebody just runs their contracts out, goes on waivers, you never hear from again. Like we're, it's and and it's, I learned a lot actually doing the little bit of research that I did, just kind of like jumping around. Thank thank you to Wikipedia, mm. uh, but just you know like looking up all the different hockey leagues and soaking up as much as I could about them. Sure, yeah, segment. It's, it's certainly not like you know football where you pretty much. You got to come up through college, unless you're Doug Flutie or like Kurt Warner. You know, like <laughs> Doug Flutie like played in the Canadian League, but I mean, really, everybody's going to college, uh, so you know where the talent pool is and yeah. How that and I works. feel like, you know, with basketball players, it's all March Madness, right? All the players go to college, they come from colleges, and then they get drafted to the NBA, right? right. And like you said with football, it's baseball. It's the, the minor leagues. You got the minor leagues, right? Yeah. 
but I feel like that's all pretty, pretty cut and dry. You know what I mean? Yeah. With hockey, it doesn't really seem that way. Well, and with hockey, you know, there's a lot of international love for the game. So there's a lot of talent pools kind of in different spots. Yeah. If you're a scout, if you're a hockey scout, you know, you, how do you even do that job? Like you're going to start with the farm team, but I mean, you pretty much have an endless source of talent that you could go check out. Yeah. I mean, you just go to Scandinavia, right? Like now that you say that, I'm like, why didn't I choose that for a career? I could be traveling Europe, like German oh leagues goodness. where Gruber played in the like, German league. You know what? I think I've, I'm feeling this one guy in Japan. Mm. <laughs> we really need to go talk to this guy <laughs> in Kyoto. He's, <laughs> yeah or like trust me it has nothing to do with yeah. my love of fish <laughs> yeah all right well we <laughs> we better get into it um get into the maelstrom <coughs> welcome to the maelstrom the maelstrom the maelstrom maelstrom the maelstrom all, all right. right so we're gonna start start with the line combinations yeah, here we go with our best guesses at what the lines will be come game one in October on the 12th in Anaheim. Ducks! So, I'll start us off. I kind of like just kind of Googled the Kraken roster and jotted down everybody's name and position. And here's what I came up with for the offense line one, Jared McCann, Yanni Gord, Jordan Eberly. Line two, Ryan Donato, Matty Beneers, Brandon Tanev. Line three, Burakovsky, Shane Wright, and uh, Bjorkstrand. Is Andre Bjorkstrand? Is that uh, right? Yeah, Andre with a J, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I think so. And then uh, line four, I got Schwartz, Geeky, and Donskoy. And on defense, line one, I got Jamie Alexiak and... Adam Larson. Line two, Vince Dunn, Justin Schultz. Line three, Carson Soucy and Hayden Fleury. I didn't see Yager Furkus on the roster, but I did see a lot of depth. Quite a few guys that I'm I'm sure will be in rotation here or there throughout the season. What so, about the goalies? What about the goalies, Doug? Gotta oh, let the fans snap. know. Hang on, hang Are on, you on me, Team Groove? Let me, let, me, let me flip through. Hang on my notes here. Okay. <laughs> Yep, we're going with Gru. We're All right. going with Gru on day one. And I think Drieger's going to be in there, but for the time being, it's going to be Martin Jones as the second-hand goalie. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a little Magnus Helberg. I don't know about you. Helberg? Hell yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and, and Joey. Man, I need me some Joey, Joey Decord. Joey Decord, yeah. We're going to yeah. see that guy. But yeah, you're, I mean, you're probably right. Well, I better <clears throat> I better show my cards. So the first thing I want to say about this is this got me pretty excited doing this because it was really, really difficult. And uh, when you have a difficult time like sorting out all the the players, I think you know you got a little bit to be excited about when you make it difficult. You say, I don't know, line one shape up, line two no. got a lot of guys move back and forth. There's but, like at least a whole line of guys on offense and a whole line of guys on defense that I was like, I wish I could pick these guys too. <laughs> right, right, yeah. 
So, yeah, I've got Andre Barakovsky, Berniers, and McCann. Line one. Uh, line two, Yanni Gord, Shane Wright at center, and Eberle. Uh, then I've got Bjorkstrand, Winberg, and Tanev, line three. Uh, four, I've got Schwartz. It's, it's Oliver Bjorkstrand, by the way. Oliver. Yeah, you're right. Of course it is. Got it. Just had to look that yeah, up. Yeah, because it's, Sorry, it's Andre Barakovsky. Well, they're new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I got confused. <laughs> yeah, the new guys, the noobs. Yeah. I'm glad we looked it up. <laughs> Schwartz, Geeky, and Donato, line four. Um, and that leaves Alexander True, Cole Lind, and Karsan Kulban uh, on the outside looking in. And Donskoy. Yeah, Eunice. It's tough. Dude, so that's like some guys you got sitting out there that are just going to, you know, they're going to come in. Right. It's like I didn't even have uh, Alexander Wenberg. And, I mean, I kind of feel like he might get put in before Geeky does. So, like, I might just be uh, living on a prayer there. Right. <laughs> and then on defense, I do have the same top line, uh, Larson and Alexiak. And then I've got Kempney and Dunn. And then Schultz and my big one on D is Riker Evans. Um, yeah. The, as soon as you told me about Riker Evans – I was like going back and looking at my D guys, and I was like, man, maybe this Riker Evans guy is like the hot ticket. And we already know that Hackstall doesn't like Hayden Flurry, so. Right. <laughs> yeah, but that leaves Susie out for me, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, yeah, Susie, Flurry, and Borgen. Yeah, um, like like I said, at least at least one full line of guys, you know, give or take, plus or minus that. You wish we're going to be on the ice. So that's good. Those are good problems to have. Yeah. So, but, you know, I think it's interesting kind of like the difference between how we picked. You've got like McCann, Gordon, Eberle as your top line, which makes sense. You know, those they're are like all the, like, they're like they were all there for the first season. They're like the good old boys, kind of like the, you know. Right. Yeah. Franchise well, players already in the first two seasons. Proven in the system. <laughs> Obviously guys that the team wanted to, to retain. Um, and then you've they got... They haven't named a captain yet, right? I mean, no, obviously no, no. not. Well, They're I probably not going for a while. So, like, I feel like those three guys, if you're going to pick a captain of this team, like, those three are probably... Unless you're going with a D-man, which they might do, then I'd, I'd probably go, like, Vince Dunn. Alexiak, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. But So that's why I went with those three guys up front and first, because it's like McCann's the lead goal scorer. Yeah. And Gianni Gordon, Jordan Everly are just like the stones, the rocks, you know what I mean? The the consistent, solid players that that have been here since day one. Right, and I kind of went the other way. You've got Berniers and Donato and... Tanev on the next line, and what I did with mine, number one, I think Burakovsky on the number one line, I mean, they went out and they paid him. So yeah, I think, the guy is a Stanley Cup champion. Exactly. And I think they expect him to, you know, up his game, and what better way to do that than partner him with uh, McCann, the like leading goal scorer from the last leading season. Leading goal scorer, and Beneers, the Olympic champion too. Yeah, and then my second line, Scott Wright, 
in the middle. And Yanni Gord, I read an interesting article from the 32 crew about how Gord played left wing for the Lightning and won two Stanley Cups. So you slide him over to left wing and you put right in there. So my thought on it was eventually they're going to weed it out and they're going to put their two young young studs at center on you know, the top two lines around them. And with, you and I, you and I talked about this over the summer with Beniers right being that one-two punch at center. Right. That's unstoppable. And I, that's how I think you do it. You got to put veterans around them, these top tier guys, give them the best chance of success. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it just get, and then after that, it just gets really hard down in that bottom six. Like, is Geeky your guy on line four? Uh, we both kind of did some similar stuff, but you had Donskoy there on that last line. I just think there's going to be I so much. Donato with Veneers because I saw, you know, the chemistry there with those two guys. Yeah, and see, them. that that's a good point. I mean, they got that chemistry, and they did bring him back, so maybe maybe they do end up together just with just that chemistry. Just pairing them up. Yeah. Pair them up because they're bros. Yeah, but I think Winnie, for me, it was like, I don't, I just don't see how he can end up not, not no. in there. And so that made it really like, difficult. If he, I feel like if he's not playing game one, he's definitely playing game two and Geeky's out or vice versa. You know what I mean? I feel like those two guys right. are kind of like, that's your swap out for third or fourth line, like whichever, wherever they pair him up. Like, because. I don't think like I think Wenberg has he's clutch. He you know I mean he puts yeah. points on the board when you really need him, and he's also one of those like day one guys that's just been strong throughout. So I could see him picking him over Geeky. Yeah, and I like your Tanev. I like your line too. I really do. And and but my whole thing when I was thinking about it, I put Tanev down on line three because he's still coming back from a knee injury. I don't, so even, I don't yeah, even know the injury. That's. Yeah, definitely worth thinking about because I don't. We don't even know if he's going to be there, ready to play right. game one. We don't know if, you know, with the injury, if he'll be fully recovered yet. Yeah, and then yeah, on the defense, like we mentioned, it's all about Riker Evans. And my whole thing with him is, I know he was setting the minor leagues on fire, and I just think he's going to push for a roster spot and. Uh, I yeah, that the... defense line one is the only thing that our our guests has had in common. You, we both said Larson Alexiak on line one for D. The interesting thing is, is I don't think that's <laughs> how it's going to look. You know, probably no, within I like a you, month. Yeah, um, but I do think that's how it's going to start. Um, so we'll see. But Maybe yeah, not, and we we could be wrong. You never know. But like that's yeah. what I see happening. But I think Vince Dunn is going to be kind of like quarterback yeah. of the. They could they could pump Special. him right up to line one too and put like like him and Alexiak are probably inter- interchangeable. Yeah, yeah, I think Dunn and and Riker Evans are going to be your one two on special teams on like power play kind of quarterbacking that, and uh, so I think that's how like Riker Evans ends up on the Vince roster. Dunn I don't think they're going to be that what I'm to... hearing? Are you are you calling for Vince Dunn to be the captain of the team right now already? Are you going on record? Just quarterback of, <laughs> of special teams. I think I think Gord's got his name all over captain. I mean, nice. everybody, nice. like all the fans already came out and said they want it, which obviously I know, you know, it doesn't matter what the fans say or whatever. It's going to happen inside the locker room. But I think, I think probably it's going to be one of those three guys 
uh, from your top line, McCann, Gord, or Everly. Kind of hope it's uh, Gord just because the energy. You never um, know. But I, mean, I could see McCann as just that. that like, it could be Vince Dunn just as easily. He's a Stanley Cup champion too, I'm pretty sure. St. Louis Blues, yep. Yeah. You got yeah, it. Yeah, with the For Blues, sure. that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so. You, can, you never know. Yeah. Never count them out. You never really know. Well, any uh, right. any other thoughts what on that, or do we send that out of the universe and stamp it approved and see who wins? All right, moving on. So, between the trade season and the draft, it's easy to see how big a difference one offseason can make to any given team. One minute you have a captain, the next minute, hasta la vista, baby. And this year, being that it's the end of the Kraken's inaugural season... It really made me think about ice hockey and what an amazing sport it really is. People play it all over the world. So what I was really thinking about is the minor leagues of hockey. Like when the Kraken drafts a player, where do they come from? So I wanted to take a deeper dive into that. Maybe help us and our listeners understand a little more about how it all works. So here we go. All right. I suppose I have to start with the AHL, the American Hockey League. This is the primary developmental league for the NHL. There are 32 teams. Huh, what a coincidence. The Kraken are the 32nd team in the NHL, so that's no coincidence. The Coachella Firebirds are the 32nd team in the AHL. And just like the Firebirds are the affiliate of the Seattle Kraken, every team in the AHL has an affiliate in the NHL. So when they send a player down or bring a player up, that's where they go and where they come from. There are six Canadian teams and 26 teams in the United States. It's broken into the Atlantic Division, the North Division, Central Division, and Pacific Division. You with me so far? Uh, so this is really the NHL's farm system, like like baseball. Younger players get drafted. Yep. And then... You know, they may not be ready for full-time play, so they end up in the AHL, and we may see them get called up or go down throughout the season, like Cole Lind. Goalie kisses! Or true, true, um, last season, so. That's right. Next is the CHL, even though I should have done the ECHL next. I did this out of order because I didn't really know what I was doing yet. So we're going to talk about the Canadian Hockey League first. Canadian Hockey League is considered major junior hockey, basically top-level amateur hockey in Canada and some of the U.S. It represents three Canada-based major junior hockey leagues. These are the WHL, the Western Hockey League. If you've ever been to a T-Birds game or a Silver Tips game, you're at least familiar with the WHL. The OHL, which is the Ontario Hockey League, and the QMJHL, which is the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Three major junior leagues consisting altogether of 60 teams from nine Canadian provinces and four United States states. So what you might play in this league if you're, say, like Luke Hinman, um, 18 years old or something like that, clearly needing some seasoning but not going to be directly called on, um, like if you're playing for the Firebirds. Well, I honestly close. don't know where him in place, but I know we like I, I, signed I, I a contract. I, I think he's gonna be a Firebird. Let me this season. Let me but where did he play? This down a little further. 
and uh, we'll try to explain a little more. The CHL is the top junior league for developing pros and a supplier of new players and officials for the NHL and AHL, and also the ECHL. CHL players don't have a professional contract, at least not yet. So the Memorial Cup is their championship, and it's won by a round-robin tournament featuring the winners of the playoffs from each of its three separate leagues. They also host a CHL-NHL top prospects game, which is something the scouts probably go to and check out. And uh, when there's not a war going on, there's a CHL-Canada-Russia series. Mm. Both both games meant to spotlight big talent in the league. So this uh, is not... Luke Hemman would not play in this league because no, he has a professional right. you wouldn't, contract. You wouldn't see any anybody that the Kraken has contracts with in this league. It's all players that are. This is like minor league tier tier one junior hockey. So these guys are all kind of kids. They're like mm. probably fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. So this is like high school, maybe not college even fifteen. It might be type. sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. It might be like yeah. just at that level, right? Like junior. They're all yeah. out of high school, but they're like not quite going to college yet. So this is another route to the NHL, basically. Exactly. And, and if you need this to where develop, Mark Barzal played. Yeah. From the Islanders, the guy in the Islanders. Barzal, yeah. The T-Birds. That's right. Uh, let's see. Where was I? Now we're talking about the ECHL? Yes. Next up is the ECHL, which is based in Shrewsbury, New Jersey, and is a mid-level pro hockey league. It's a double A, so just a step down from the AHL. So this might be where Luke Henman actually plays because the AHL is right top tier. Mm. This is the next tier down, double A. That's triple A, this is double A. So any player signed to an entry-level contract reports either to an AHL team or an ECHL team. Many of these players play in the NHL for at least some part of their careers. There's a team down in Orlando called the Orlando Solar Bears that I'm going to go check out. What's a solar bear, Doug? I've heard of a sun bear. Is this, this is a new breed? We were. I was actually laughing about this with the guys on my the Seattle Stingers hockey team that I play with up there. And uh, it's it's like a polar bear with sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> He's like laying out on a beach towel. <laughs> uh, taking a break from the cold. That's right. So that covers the minor leagues for the NHL. But there's dozens of hockey leagues, uh, professional and otherwise, all over the world. Many people are familiar with the KHL. It's the Continental Hockey League based in Russia which hosts teams from China and Kazakhstan, among other countries. Uh, that's where Datsyuk went to play. Oh, wow. After he finished, finished playing in uh He played in the KHL. Detroit. Yeah, he went over to the KHL for a little bit, I do believe. But, a lot, I mean, a lot of players go over there and play in Russia. Uh, I love watching women's hockey. In 2015, the Premier yeah. Women's Hockey Federation was founded as the National Women's Hockey League for the United States and Canada, which you can check out on ESPN+. And there's like, an, if you look it up, there's an, a list of other, like you can watch it on YouTube and a bunch of other internet channels. I would be remiss not to mention the NCAA and all the colleges and universities that have hockey teams. Of course, Bernice Many of those players Michigan. end up in the NHL for sure. That's like where 
you know, veneers and a lot of these guys were right. You know, players in states like Michigan and then they go on to play in the Olympics and then next thing you know, it's like, well, you're, yeah. you're a medalist in the Olympics. You're, you're the best in the world. So you can come play in the NHL. Totally. Um, many countries have their own pro hockey leagues. The Japan Ice Hockey League. Look them up. That's where our boy from Kyoto is, dude. We'll be checking him out soon. That's right. The Turkish Ice Hockey Super League. Real thing. And all the way down to the lower echelons of adult rec league hockey. USA Hockey is in the house. Nice. Well, folks, that's about as deep a dive as I'm willing to go into this topic. I hope it was enlightening. Yeah, yeah, I certainly learned some stuff. I'm still a little confused on the, I guess, it's like junior, the junior league, the ECHL, or the AHL, for junior, not the AHL. What was it, the CHL? Yeah, the CHL is like for juniors who could very yeah. possibly be getting drafted into contracts to go directly to the AHL, unless you want to mm-hmm. get a degree and once you go to a university like Boston or... Michigan or Denver, those guys are all good hockey clubs. That's right. I mean, you could go from like as a as a a young hockey player, you could go from high school to you know playing in the ECHL or in a college. Right. So if, from college to ECHL, one from one to or to the other. I think or the, you know the big many takeaway. Many other hockey leagues as well. Yeah, the big takeaway for me is that there's like multiple routes. It's like some of these yeah. kids, like in football, you got to go to college. You're probably gonna have to play in college for three years, and then you may get you know may then get drafted to the NFL. But if you don't want to go to school, like hockey is your whole life. You get out of high school and you can. There's a league for you to go and straight and like train, and you're like not worrying about getting I a degree or anything they have like, like that. Uh, they have you know tryouts. What do you call them? evaluation skates? Right. Yeah. Once a year. <laughs> Three hundred sixty-five more days till hockey tryouts. <laughs> yeah. I gotta toughen up. I gotta sprint <laughs> to get your sprints in. Oh, happy Gilmore. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of cool. You can really commit to hockey and, and out of, out of school, out of high school, you can just go, go get it. And if if you're just, even if you're not a player, if you're just like a fan and you're into it, no matter where you are, you can go watch a hockey game. I guarantee for probably cheap 20 bucks. Speaking of, um, it is official. The Firebirds are playing at the greenhouse on October 23rd against the Abbots, Abbotsford Canucks. And the most ex- expensive ticket is 25 bucks, so that's a no-brainer. Can't wait. I'm going. Unless you're going to fly down to Coachella. No, thank you. Right. But maybe to see a hockey game. Yeah. yeah. But, but seriously, if you can see them at the greenhouse. Much easier. And you can't pass that up. we got women's hockey. I'm stoked because I got tickets to see Team USA in a grudge match against Canada. Another rematch. At the greenhouse, November twentieth. So, yeah, <laughs> I can't I'm wait so for that. I'm so jealous one. about that one. I can't believe I'm not going to be there for that. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be awesome. It's going to be man. Good Thanksgiving. 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Enjoy. I will. I will. Drink one for me. Yes, sir. And make sure it's Bush Mills. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. Well, that's another banger in the books. We uh, we really have a blast doing this, and we appreciate you guys stopping by to hang with us and talk cracking hockey. Absolutely. Until next time, remember to stretch, drink lots of water, and stay out of the sin bin. <laughs> we'll see you right back here for the next episode real, real soon. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.